This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. Hey, hey, what up, guys? This is Adam. So, as a lot of you may know, November 1st, 2014 was the third anniversary for Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. Now, instead of a standard episode this week, we did a live stream where you guys got to actually watch us record live, contribute to the discussion, and have lots of fun. So for those of you there, thanks for showing up. For those who missed it, here's the audio for you. You can listen. Hope you enjoy it. It says live. Hey, check it out. We're live. Hey. Hey, everybody. There's always a little bit of a tape delay. So anything we say now, you're going to hear about three seconds in the future. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to come come into play a little bit uh, in, in the future of this episode. You'll find out why. So in case you're wondering why we're all here today, which I can't imagine you would, we're here to celebrate three years of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. Yay! Our very first episode hit the iTunes store exactly three years today. Now, here we are. Oh, my gosh. I have it double playing right now. Oh, why would you do that? I was watching us and, and recording us at the same time. That was a little <laughs> bit awkward. So back to, my, back to my monologue, my little speech here. So three years ago today, Taylor Talk hit the iTunes store for the very first time with episode one. Now, 158 episodes later, we're still here, still recording. After all this time... If you guys had to guess, I, I didn't share these numbers with you guys beforehand. How much recorded content do you think we have published online for people to listen in the like last three years? Three day, no, maybe like a week. Anyone else? Maybe. Mm. Yeah, I think I'll probably say like a week or so. Of... I'm gonna go with. Let's do a month. <laughs> That's I don't know. Steve, you're a little overly. <laughs> You're a little overly ambitious, Steve. But in the last three years, we have recorded and published 117.6 hours of content. How many days is that? So that breaks down to 4.9 days or five days if you want to round off. So if you wow. listen to every single episode, that means you have spent literally five days of your life you have given to us. And I for really that, thought. I have to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It basically makes us best friends at this point is what it comes down to. You know pretty know? much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's that. And so thank you for being here. We're here, uh, I, you know, I mean, I, I feel like Taylor must have deliberately released her album, you know, the week of our third anniversary <laughs> on purpose. Give us something to Obviously. talk about. Obviously. <laughs> totally. She must have done that, right? Yes. Right. So let's, let's do a little icebreaker, a little lightning round here. We're going to get to some giveaways in just a little bit. Oh, you know what? I, I should probably announce this at the beginning before we get going that we have the hashtag on Twitter, TaylorTalkLive. Steve is going to be monitoring that throughout the episode. So if you oh, yeah. want to offer feedback through this episode, just tweet with the hashtag TaylorTalkLive. And um, Steve, I hope you can keep up with them. I will try my best. Good luck, Steve. <laughs> yeah, good luck, Steve. That's all I can say. <laughs> all right. So, lightning round, little icebreaker. Get you guys going. Get the, get the brain juices going. You guys have two seconds to answer this question. Ready? Well, us or them? You. Us, right? Okay, that's you. what I thought. Sammy, Diane, and Steve. Okay. Two seconds. You ready I'm for this? I'm scared. Okay. Uh-huh. All right, Diane first. Favorite song on the album? Um, Wildest Dreams. Sammy. I Know Places. Steve. 
Also, wildest dreams for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great wow. song. It's a great song. It is a great song, Steve. Um, I I can't pick a favorite. I'm gonna cheat and pass. Really? Not on the one. What? It doesn't even have to be your favorite. Just a favorite. Wonderland. Okay. Oh. First one that comes to mind. All right, ready? Same thing. First one that comes to mind. Best lyrically, Diane. I know places. I don't even know if that's true. Maybe style. Style. I like style. Sammy? Uh, clean. Steve? Uh, out of the woods. I go with Sammy on clean. Clean is solid, though. Clean is. Clean is very solid, as Steve would say. Solid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, last question of lightning round. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Yep. Diane, most fun song? Um, Style. Sammy? Style. Steve? Style's a good one, but I'm going to go Welcome to New York. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to go with, why am I drawing a blank on the name? <laughs> you should look at your album and look I'm, at the I'm, I'm looking at the album. Let me grab my album cover really quick. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> so many choices. How You Get the Girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's it. Very good. good I think that's like that a fun one. one. I think that's a fun one. It could totally be a movie soundtrack one. Yeah, it could. Right, it could. So what were you guys' first impressions of the album when you first heard heard it? It it sounds so different. Like, at first I was like, wait, is this Taylor Swift? Like, because, you know, it's so different than any other um, album that she's ever put out. So I was just kind of shocked a little bit, but shocked in a good way. I think I was... I think... I mean, we were all expecting it to be different, and I think that I was almost expecting it to be more different than it is. Not that it's not different, but, like, I was expecting it to be, like, way out of left field, and I think that it was a lot... Um, it was less different than I thought, but I think it was different in a good way, like Diane said. Mm-hmm. Steve? It, it was it was kind of the next gradual step. That's kind of what we expected out of it. You know, not something crazy different. So it was it was good. It was exactly... Maybe maybe not 100% what I expected, but that was also good. Nice glasses there, Adam. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> I just busted out my red glasses. Okay. A little throwback to the red era. I don't have any uh, 1989 glasses yet. I wonder what glasses will represent the 1989 era. So, I don't know. <laughs> or maybe so, no glasses at all? <laughs> I think I'm going to cry. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> All right. So my first impression was that, you know, it's interesting. It was so different. And my first impression was like, wow, we really need to take a look at this as an individual album and not just from the perspective of this is Taylor Swift. Yeah, you know definitely. I mean? Because yeah. it's a very different Taylor. And I think a lot of the older fans are like, the first impression is that they don't like it. But once you give it a chance and you look at it as its own piece of art, then all of a sudden it's so much better and just read the lyrics and I was flipping through the uh, little booklet that comes in the physical copy of the CD reading the lyrics and like always you can read these as poem poems oh definitely so yeah that's and super cool I think it's funny that you said that though about like older fans because I saw a lot of people like before the album came out when like all the speculation about it was coming out that people were saying that they weren't going to like it. The older fans were saying that. But after the album came out, I have yet to see anybody say that they didn't like it. Not one person. Really? Yeah. 
I don't know if I, I just have. follow the I, right I, people I've, on Twitter or what, but I have not seen any hate for this. Album. I'm sure there are people. They just might not want to say it this week because this week, like, it's all so hyped up. I feel like this would be the week to say it. They would be like, no, I hate it. It's bad. Or no, it's too different. Or whatever they want to say. I don't know. I would say no. give them a month. You might hear things. I, I disagree, Sammy. What I've been getting, and these are in personal conversations, not publicly, because nobody ever dares to insult Taylor publicly. Uh-huh. That just doesn't happen. <laughs> um, and it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't insult Taylor ever, actually. Mm-hmm. But what I've been seeing is I don't know how I feel about it, or it might have to grow on me, uh, which, I mean, in some cases is fair, but, I, I mean, rest assured, it will grow on you if you're one of those people. It absolutely oh, will. Absolutely well. Now, another first impression I got right off the bat, where this is like just huge leaps and bounds ahead of anything she's done before, is actually the production on the album, the actual sound of it, the overall sound. Now, it's I have an unfair advantage because I have a surround sound stereo, and not everyone does. But what she does with it is absolutely incredible. She actually makes the sound move around you to enhance the feel of the songs. It's, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to describe it, but like, like for example, um, on Out of the Woods, you have like right, right before the bridge starts, you have these O's and this, are we out of the woods? And you have the O's coming from the right and, and the are we out of the woods coming from the left and the overall sound is surrounding you. It's very, very interesting the way she does that. Hmm. If you guys have a car to listen, and, listen to it in, um, highly suggest that as well. Just thrown that out. <laughs> you guys are cray cray. You don't understand what I'm talking about, do you? I understand. You're all giving me I just don't know what to right say now. except, yes, Adam, you're right. <laughs> that usually works. The, the album does work. have a very different sound between what you're actually hearing if you just listen to it on speakers or if you're listening to it with headphones. That's one thing I've always noticed is you really have to listen to it both ways to really get everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. So... You know, speaking to the album as a whole still, at Half-Light 13 uh, tweeted us and said, am I too late in realizing that 1989 is actually a concept album? Yeah. The secret messages combined in a complete... The secret messages combined forms a complete story. Wow. You know, can we talk about that? Yeah, can we talk about this? Yeah, we're going to talk about it. And the reason being is I want to tie these two ideas together, the whole idea of the sound moving around you to the idea of a concept album because in one of our prediction things we talked about that we're like what if Taylor goes the concept album route uh-huh. with this album and compared it very similarly to the Beatles Sgt. Pepper which is one of the most famous concept albums of all time now it, I, I'm not saying this relates to Sgt. Pepper in any other way other than being a concept album but it is in fact a concept album and those tell a story and likewise to where I was tying the two together is the Beatles were in the early days some of the first people that used those multiple channels of sound to move that sound around you. Mm-hmm. If you guys listen to actually a specific example is that one Her Majesty that uh, the Beatles did and they're like you know you've got the, it starts over here then goes here then here Sorry, trying to keep my finger in the camera. <laughs> and then here. So it basically forms here, an arch all the way over your head. For those that are listening in the future, this audio will be released on iTunes as a standard episode, and you can't see me pointing with my fingers. But basically what I'm getting at is the music arches around you and forms like this curve over the top of your head. And Taylor is moving the sound around in very similar ways. So 
That is what I was trying to say. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you guys have a lot hey, to say hey, about Adam, that. Um, just a, a shout out there to Taylor Swift, 1989. She likes your glasses or he likes your glasses. Yes! <laughs> Somebody does. And you guys were telling me to, you know, not watch or wear. Where? Um, what? <laughs> I'm, you know, what do they call it? Like a Freudian slip where you're thinking about something else and you say it, but you didn't yeah. say what you wanted to say. That was basically yeah. what it was. I'm trying to read our tweets and talk to you guys at the same time. It's very, <laughs> very difficult. It's, it's All right, awesome. so talking about the concept album, should we just kick it right off, like just reading the secret messages as a story? Yeah, sure. sure. Do you have them up? Okay, I do. So Perfect. basically, this is how it reads. We began our story in New York. There once was a girl known by everyone and no one. Her heart belonged to someone who couldn't stay. They loved each other recklessly. They paid the price. She danced to forget him. She drove past her street each night. She made friends and enemies. He only saw her in his dreams. But one day, he came back. Timing is a funny thing, and everyone was watching. She lost him, but she found herself, and somehow that was everything. That's so beautiful. I really like it, but I struggle with it because it's like I don't I don't mind that it's a concept album. I kind of like that, but I wanted the secret messages so that you could understand the songs the way that you know she's done it before. And so when I went through them the first time, I was like, wait, they're not telling me about the song and who they're about. I don't understand why is it. Well, this Sammy, I think the thing is though is there are some songs on here where I don't think she necessarily wrote them um, about herself or about her life per se. They were just cool things that she um, kind of um, wanted to tell, you know, like they weren't yeah. actually like based on things that um, occurred in her life. So I guess that makes sense as to why she did it that way because yeah. she wouldn't have had like a cool little thing. It's like, oh, well, this is why I wrote this song. Yeah, no shake and bake this album. No shake and bake. <laughs> shake and bake. You're right. But no it is, you know, here's the thing, though, is <laughs> she tried to go for a whole new concept, whole new idea for this album. Like, she tried to do something brand new, brand new sound, brand new story, brand new everything. And it's like, well, she did keep on to some of her old tactics and some of her old traditions, like using secret messages. She did something brand new with the secret messages, and that's just like her music, where it's like she still writes her stories in her music, but she writes them in a whole new way, and and that's kind of where I think she was going with these secret messages. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So the story itself is just really cool, and I thought that was definitely worth pointing out. But, I mean, we're a few minutes into the broadcast now, and I think it's time to give away some free stuff. Yeah! yeah. Do I get to win? Can I win? No. no. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> You're like, what, um, what, what kind of stuff do we have to give away? We have, like, the greatest of all great things. Now, I know people coming into this are probably like, Taylor merch, Taylor merch, Taylor merch, but we just did a bunch of huge giveaways with Taylor merch, and this is Taylor Talks third anniversary. We're here to celebrate Taylor Talk being three years on iTunes. And do you know what we have to give away? Taylor Talk shirts! I'll give you a hint. It's <laughs> over this shoulder, right? You're giving away there. Taylor Swift. <laughs> no, wrong shoulder, Diane. We're giving away some Taylor Talk t-shirts. She's on both your shoulders. 
now for for those watching, sorry the um the the prize Taylor Talk shirts do not come complete with a Taylor Talk autograph like the one here in the video. You get just the regular kind that you get to wear, not the framed kind. Uh, but we have size small and medium left. That's it. That is all that is left. So if you fit in those, definitely compete here. We're doing a trivia you contest. You can them into a pillow if they don't fit. I guess you yeah. could do that. You can do that. <laughs> Just a thought. Creative corner with Sammy. <laughs> Make them into a pillow. So those who are tuned in live get the opportunity to win these shirts. Doesn't matter where you live. I'll ship it anywhere in the world. If you fit into a smaller or medium, get ready to compete. The way this is going to work, we're going to ask you trivia questions. You're going to answer on Twitter with the hashtag TaylorTalkLive. Steve, can you keep track? Whoever answers the correct answer first wins the prize. Now, this is where it's going to get a little bit tricky because, like I said, there is a delay. You guys won't hear me asking the questions until, oh, about... 10, 15 seconds after I actually asked the question. So we're going to test Steve's game right now and see how uh -oh. good he is at monitoring Twitter. <laughs> All right. You ready for question number one? Which song is about the semi-fictional character the media portrays Taylor as? Wait, semi-fictional or fictional? Semi okay, well, semi-fictional. Should we give them a few seconds? Yes. How should we how should we kill space here? With the Jeopardy tune? Is that even how it goes? I don't know. Yes. Okay. Um, for those watching, I'm amused right now because Steve himself just texted me and is like, what's the answer? <laughs> Come on, Steve. No, he can't very well get the answer it. without uh... Has no. anyone got it yet, Steve? Not not yet. I know the answer. I, I know the answer. Oh, there we go. Wait, we got, got the answer? We got it. Yep. Who's the winner? No, hold on, I'm trying to click on it. <laughs> Who's the winner? Tamazil Z. Yay! Yay! And the answer to that question is Blank Space. Blank Space was kind of, we'll get to that in a few minutes, but it was written about a sort of fictional character that the media portrays Taylor as. So question number two, next chance to win a shirt. Um is question number two. So here we go. Ready? Who provided the background vocals for Out of the Woods? Ready, set, go. It was me. <laughs> it was Diane. That's yeah, the correct answer. <laughs> so Steve, check the Twitter feed. This delay is killing us right now because now we're just filling space by rambling. I mean, but it's I mean, all worth it. To I'm trying to find a cool picture to show you, but I don't think I have one from um, Out of the Woods. I, I got this one from Style. Boys only want, want love if it's torture. Love if it. I don't know if that's so. Wait, true. no, that's not style. That's from um, blank space. Blank space. What am I saying? Yeah. Blank space. Well, that's there. There's another slip of the mind there because you definitely, um, you know. I like that one. Yes. All of mine are upstairs. Steve, do we have an answer yet? Depends on what the right answer is. Uh, do you need me to text you the answer to that one again? No, also. I'll what text I just. Yeah. Yep. All right. We got an answer? We, we do have a winner here. Hold on. And the grand prize winner is... Uh... Emmy Jenk. Yay! Yay! I know her. I know her, too. <laughs> Wait, I know her? Who's that? Okay. 
Ask question number two. Ready for number three? This is the third chance to win. Here we go. Number three. Which two songs off of 1989 were written with One Republic's Ryan Tedder? Ready, set, go. Use the hashtag TaylorTalkLive. Go for it, guys. Go for it. Steve, do you know the answer to this one? Uh, wait, is it one song? No, it's two, two. songs. Two I know one song. I don't know the other one. Yes, you do. You just don't remember. You yes, don't. you do. Oh, okay. Steve, you know it. You must know it, right? Sure. Steve thinks he knows it. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Possibly. Do we have a winner yet? Winners? 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 Mm, Apparently not. Not not yet. Nice my. This is a hard question, I guess. No. It is a hard question because I can actually. I mean, oh no. I know. It's not hard. Yeah. If you've listened to the whole album. Oh, we have a winner. We know. have a winner. Winner, the winner. The Fangirl 22. What is it? The Fangirl 22. The Fangirl 22. All right. <laughs> all three of you have won. We didn't Taylor say Fox what so. the um, answers answer. were. Yeah, oh. we didn't say the answers to any of them, did we? Yeah. The first one we did. The first one we did. The we first have one was Blank Space. Background vocals to Out of the Woods was provided by Jack Antonoff. Yes. And Ryan Tedder co-wrote Welcome to New York and I Know Places. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. All right, we got one more question for later in the episode. Right now, in the meantime, if you want, remember to email taylortalk at taylorswift13.org with your shirt size, either small or medium, because that's all we have left. They are unisex shirts. And please, please, please give us your mailing address, and we'll get those sent off as soon as possible. So let's talk songs on the album. Now, Welcome to New York, we did a full episode on already. That's the first song off the album, so we're just going to kind of skip over that for a sec. Unless you guys are dying to say something new. No. No. Sammy's like, no. (laughs) We're going to show enthusiasm. Yeah. Am I the only one that likes Welcome to New York? No, I love Welcome I to New York. I like it, too. I don't have anything new to say. Yeah, I like it a lot also, actually. But, all right, let, let's get on to the next one, though, because Blank Space is definitely a fan favorite. It was number two on iTunes for a while, I believe, right after Shake It Off. It's been confirmed know. as the next single. It confirmed as the next single, and this is about a sort of semi-fictional character that the media has dropped created out of Taylor's persona, basically saying that she's this vicious evil girl who dates lots and lots of boys and then goes and hides in her evil lair. And <laughs> I don't think they say she's evil, them. but just that the the reason that she dates a lot of boys is because she wants to write songs about them. So she made this song as like, oh, well, that's kind of a cool concept for a person. You know, let's see where that can go in terms of a song. So I think it's really neat. Yep. Well, I think it's interesting that this song actually, I believe, started as a joke. I think that's what she said on one of the talk shows. Yeah. yeah. Started as a joke, kind of making fun of that character that uh, the media created out of her. And I think it's a really cool song, and it's probably one of my favorites on the album, for sure. Yeah, I would it's agree It's so with that. creative. It is really creative. It's, You know, some of Taylor's most creative songs are the ones where she tells a story about some sort of fictional character rather than about herself. And this is sort of about herself and then kind of sort of not. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a weird alter version of Taylor Swift. So based on what you thought when you heard the title versus what it's actually about, how does it compare? Um, 
It's similar because I thought it would be like a. I mean, I thought the song would be about her, her um, trying to write something, but not necessarily the way that it turned out. So I mean, it was close, but not really at all. <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't sound at all close, actually. No, it doesn't. Like, no, I, don't it's about, I mean, it sounded like you thought it'd be about writer's block. Pretty much. <laughs> okay, <Fair> gotcha. <laughs> but um, it wasn't. Sa- Sammy and Steve, did you guys have any first impressions that really like differed from what it's actually about? I thought it was going to be like a newer version of Permanent Marker. <laughs> like, just about like a blank space, like filling in the blank space with this person that you don't does that make sense? I don't know. I can't really explain it. But I don't know if it was because it was the first song I listened to on the album that, like, I hadn't heard. Because Welcome to New York, obviously, I had heard. But, like, just it being so different from everything else. Like, the first time I heard it, I was like, this is my favorite song in existence. Favorite song in existence, huh? Yes. In existence. In existence. Is that what you said at the beginning of the episode during the lightning round? (laughs) And then I heard the rest of the album and I was like, oh, never mind. All of them are my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Steve, what you got for us? Uh, Really, I I wasn't sure what to expect out of it, but once I heard it, I I knew. I was like, this is is a very cool song. You know, I kind of thought back to how Red was and... I knew you were trouble was kind of the track that kind of blew me away where I was like, I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. Uh, where in this album, I think Blank Space is probably the one that was the most different than I would have expected out of Taylor, and that that makes it pretty cool. Yeah. You know what's interesting with Blank Space is for me, my whole perspective on it changed after Taylor explained it last week or earlier this week rather uh, during her rooftop concert that was yeah. broadcast on iHeartRadio. When she mm-hmm. actually explained what it was about, I, like, all of a sudden fully understood it. Yeah, and me that's, too. like, what did it for me. And I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. And it's awesome because during her live performance, she, when, when she does that, like, noise, she even winks. No. Yeah, like a little pen click. It's yeah. Cute. She's like, I'll write your name. Uh, so <laughs> I think it's a phenomenal song, and I'm really happy it's going to be the next uh, single. And... Right now, I did look it up as of the recording of this live episode here. Blank Space is number three on iTunes. Shake It Off is still in that number one spot. Yes. Absolutely What's mind blowing. Number, number two is all about that bass. Uh, Why is it song. still there? That's a good song. That's it's, it's, she a good, that song. it's a good song, guys. <laughs> and actually, as of right now, and mind you, I'm looking at the U.S. store as a disclaimer there in case the rankings are different in your store that you're looking at. But Shake It Off and Blank Space are actually the only two left in the top ten. Oh, well, that makes sad. me sad. I know it is sad, but 1989 is still the number one album. And Shake That's It Off is still the so, number one video. So that means that more people just buy the whole thing oh, than, just, yeah. than just, in, you know, just, just one song. So I guess that's actually good. Yeah. That's a good thing. So next song, next up. Now, in case you're looking for a more in-depth analysis, we're going to be doing our world-famous song analyses on all of these in coming weeks. But yeah, these don't songs you worry. Are, yeah, don't you worry your pretty little mind. Uh, <laughs> and I think the first one we're going to do is Blank Space, isn't it? Is it? it? Yeah, I believe yeah, I so. Think we're I mean, we're going to do it next week? Yeah, why not? Okay, that's that's, that's, that's also basing it on the assumption <laughs> that this live episode doesn't run like two hours and we have to split it into two iTunes episodes. Okay, well, hopefully it doesn't because I only have enough time for a half an hour. That's what my computer <laughs> tells me. Oh boy. oh, boy. I know. Diane's battery's about to die on her yeah. laptop. 
Diane's the one that decided to travel without her laptop charger and yeah, a, a live really episode. So, so if Diane opts out, you guys will all understand why, I hope at least. So, But we're going to be doing our, our in-depth analyses that you guys have come to love so much in future episodes on each of these because each and every song deserves its own full episode, full hour-long episode because, well, we can't give them all an hour on this live stream, unfortunately, even though some of you, I'm sure, would love to sit here through that. So... <laughs> Uh, next song on the album, Style. What were your first impressions of Style? It's so catchy. Yeah. I love this one. This is definitely my, like, top three songs on this album. Top three? Um, no, I definitely keep it on repeat. Yeah. It's on my repeat list. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of fun. It's a really fun song that you can just kind of puts you in this upbeat mood if you're in a bad mood. Just crank up style. Um, compared to my first first impression when I first heard it, I guess I fell into that trap that everybody did, just being like, "Oh, it's got to be a song about Harry Styles." Like that's, that's what obvious. I thought too. And, and you know that all of us. Well, that relationship may still be like an underlying like inspiration of some sort. Uh, it could very well be, but. Because uh, there is some sort of male character in this song, and it could very well be him. Maybe not. I don't know. But it seemed like that was the obvious one to slap us in the face, like, Dear John. Like, oh, well, I wonder who Dear John is about. You <laughs> <laughs> only got his name in the title. So, Steve, what what about you, man? What do you, what do you think about Style? Style, style is probably one of the best tracks to just kind of jam to and dance around to. It's... It's a lot of fun. That was the one from the Target commercial. Is that where we first yeah. heard that yeah. one? The mm-hmm. little yeah, sample of it. Yeah, so that that really, I would say, is probably one of the more fun tracks on the entire album. It's going to be a huge single at some point in time. I just wonder if it will be after Blank Space or maybe, I don't know. I would say maybe after, but it, that's yeah. kind of neat because it's um it's um it's kind of like she's going like, oh, track two is a single, then track three, you know, like <laughs> doing an order. I don't, I don't know if it'll quite go in that order. I'm curious to see how she spaces out singles, though, in, in terms of pushing sales, because right now, um, 1989 is, of course, on track to be the only platinum album of the year, and I believe the only one since she herself went platinum with Red a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, and I read an interesting article recently, in fact, that's questioning whether or not 1989 will actually be the last platinum album ever. Ever? Ever. Like ever? Like ever. <laughs> well, um, Taylor the reason... Swift is going to have a sixth, you know, she's going to keep putting out CDs, so maybe she'll just be the only one that goes that goes platinum CDs, ever. CDs, who buys well, CDs anymore? That's well, okay. That's, well, that's the problem. Well, Steve, that's the problem, is people are not buying albums anymore, and 1989 is a, a huge exception to the rule right now, because people are, in fact, buying them, and it's it's because of Taylor's loyal fan base is what it comes down to, so it'll be up to her as to how she continues to market herself and cling on to that, because it wouldn't surprise me, because, you know, one of the things mentioned in this article is that they may have to start taking into account streaming services towards certifying gold and platinum, because otherwise nobody's ever going to go platinum. Yeah. Right, which, which that makes sense. And, you know, probably the two biggest things that I really think, well, actually, we'll make it three. The three biggest reasons why this album is selling above what a lot of the skeptics were saying from the get-go. One, it's a great album. Everybody seems to like it. Number two, collecting the Polaroids was a brilliant, brilliant yeah. idea. Yeah. Because everybody's trying to get the you know their own set and trade with other fans. And then the, the third thing would just be kind of, 
just the whole idea of uh, tailoring. I mean, yes, because yeah. people want their picture. They want you know, their picture on Instagram for Taylor to see it. So mm-hmm. you know, those those have been great ways that you know other artists haven't been able to tap into something like that. That's partially why we haven't seen a, a you know a platinum album from any artists this year. Is you know even Beyonce tried you know some new things when she released hers, but it just it wasn't enough. So it's it's more than just the music anymore. It's what else you can do to really try to sell those physical albums. So something's mm-hmm. going to have to change. Yep. Yes, sir. We are so on a tangent off the album right now, though. That was that was a well, great topic, though. We need yeah. to no, that was a good topic. <laughs> I do I do agree, Steve. It was just wrong place and time, and and, and that's my fault. I'm the one that started it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's all my fault. So next song on the albums is, of course, Out of the Woods, which we did a full in-depth analysis of a couple episodes ago. That was one of my favorite episodes of all time, by the way, because that's one of my favorite songs of all time, because it's so awesome! (laughs) All right. Next, after that, though, all you had to do was stay. What was your first impression, and what do you think of it now? See, I think this one's interesting because this one's track five, so we were all kind of expecting a very classic Taylor track five, and when the music started to All You Had to Do Was Stay, it was like, I mean, at least for me, it was very different musically sounding than I was expecting. I think in its core, it's a very similar to what most track fives have been, but musically, it sounds very different than anything we've had from Taylor in terms of track five. Yeah, it's almost upbeat in a, you know, but the sound is upbeat, but the yes. words are not upbeat. Yes, exactly. Steve? I, I don't know. Steve's busy texting over there. Uh, no, I see him, like, I'm looking down. <laughs> see, see what happens, Steve, when we go live like this and we got the cameras on. I, I can see what you're doing hide. when we're recording. The real reason Steve is quiet on most episodes is because he's busy texting and ignoring the discussion. <laughs> I'm trying to still watch the hashtag because we're getting a lot of you know interesting comments and questions and everything else like that and trying to listen to you guys. I'm doing my best to. Okay, cool. So, has right. anybody mentioned all you had to do was stay? Um, it's, it's a pretty solid one. I, I did want to mention though, however, um, we are trending in India at least. Ah, yes. Taylor Talk Live is trending? In India. <laughs> Somebody tweet that. (laughs) Get on it. it Didn't happen. That somebody get a screenshot. I need this. I need this. That that just made my life. (laughs) Somebody who's in India, tell us. Take a screenshot, please. (laughs) That's funny. Wait. That's really funny. Is there any way we can see like that? See the trending topic there in India? You can change the setting on your phone uh, to which place you want to see. But I don't really want to, like, try to figure out how to do that right now when we're recording. No, please figure it out right now. Steve and I will talk about all you had to do is stay. Uh, (laughs) I wanted to talk about it. Yeah, go ahead. I I didn't like it when I first heard it. What? Yeah, I didn't like it. I, I mean, I think... For me, I wanted more. Like, okay, here's the book of the lyrics. It's just down here in this little box. I just feel like there's not much to it. Um, but it has a good meaning, but I, I just, like, I wanted more of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it might, I mean, I might start to 
like it more um, after time. But yeah, I just I, I don't know. It, it doesn't grab me like some of the other ones do. That's my. Problem. I have a song. I have a song like that too. Yeah. You have a song that's like that too. Well, yep. you know, one of the things I noticed about this song is a lot of our predictions based on titles were so far off, but this title <laughs> was so obvious, like you couldn't really be off on this. Except I thought it was gonna be this like terribly sad song. And it I mean it's it's very upbeat, so for the most part, all the songs are are upbeat or sort of have upbeat tones to them. It's weird. Even the slow ones are somehow upbeat in a way. It's so well, that, you like more of the I mean, songs this time happy. than I'm not huh? going to complain about that. Yes, Steve. I like all <laughs> of the songs. It's always those slow Taylor songs that always were rough for Adam to get through. <laughs> well, she wrote you know this with you in mind. I, she must have. This album was all me, apparently. Um, <laughs> Max Martin is my alter ego, my alter alias. That's that's what I write. You're on. a really good songwriter. You have a lot of hits on the radio. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I had some hits out when I was like four years old. Uh, it's an accomplishment. You should be proud. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, whoa, whoa, I'm knocking my desk. I'm sorry if, if nope. anyone saw that on the feed. So, all right. Next song is, of course, Shake It Off, which was and is our most popular episode ever. Woohoo! Um, we did a special edition on that when that came out a couple months ago. If you haven't checked that out yet, I forgot what the episode number is, but if you scroll down iTunes, you know, about two months back, it'll be there for you, and that's by far our most popular episode. Even to this day, this blows my mind. That episode alone is still getting like 2,000 downloads per day. That's crazy. And it's like a two-month-old episode. So there are a lot of people listening to that episode. And, of course, uh, subsequent episodes usually do better because they're newer and more recent. So, you know, a lot of people out there listening to that one. So on to I Wish You Would, and I'll try and stop saying so because I think I did five times in that sentence (laughs) by my count. What were your first impressions of I Wish You Would versus what it's actually about? I think we talked about this in our Rolling Stone uh, uh, episode. We all like went round table and we were like, I wish you would what? Yeah, <laughs> I wish you would. <laughs> Do you guys remember what mine was? No. Mine I, was, I believe I said I wish you would brush your teeth more. <laughs> Um, because, you know, presumably a lot of these songs are in reference to her relationship with Harry Styles, and again, mm-hmm. she hasn't confirmed that, but we can make our assumptions and guesses and speculation. And I, uh, I disagree with that one. There was another guy, there was another relationship, people well, keep forgetting actually, that. Hang on, Sammy. So just a matter of timing, the reason I came up with that prediction is because there was an article that came out <laughs> That said, Taylor Swift would not kiss Harry because he had bad breath or something like that. <laughs> I remember that. Um, there was an article, and I don't know if it's true or not. I just thought it was funny and coincidental in the timing of I Wish You Would, the title being released. And that's what I said. <laughs> Obviously, it is not about that. It is not even close to about that. If someone wants to share what it's actually about, I'd appreciate that. I think you've heard enough from me on this subject. Uh, um, well, Taylor talks about um, – she talks about it in the, the voice re- – Force recording, uh, voice memo about how it's about um, this guy who's driving down the street, passing his girlfriend's house, and he thinks that she hates him, or ex-girlfriend's house, and he thinks that she hates him, and she thinks that he hates her, and there's both things that they left unsaid, and they wish that they could say it to each other. It's kind of like I almost do in a way. It's, yeah, it's like the sequel to I almost do. Yeah. Sammy, do you have a cold? Yes, Adam. 
Did you get it from me? I'm really sorry because I'm just getting over my cold. Yes, I got it from you, Adam. Oops, sorry. It's, it's oh. that New York cold. It's that New York cold, those dirty subways. Oh. Oh. She doesn't have it's to take Ebola. the subway. <laughs> At least it's not Ebola. That's true. Um, that's true. I believe the the gentleman in New York who uh, was confirmed positive with Ebola has been quarantined, so I think it's a safe city again. Well, safe is relative, but we you were know all I... there, so hopefully it's safe. Well, it turns out, uh, you know what? I'm not going to get into how you contract Ebola, but we don't have it. That's all I'm going to say. We don't have Ebola. All right. So next song on the album is one I think a lot of fans, if not every fan, was most looking forward to, and that is Bad Blood. This song was so different than what I thought it was going to be. I thought yeah, it was, I thought it was gonna be a lot more specific about the situation. Um, and I was kind of appreciative that it was more generic and that it could be more applicable to any situation, whether it's um, you know, it was a breakup with a friendship or a breakup with a guy. Like it's very generic and I'm actually very appreciative how she did it. And I also am very appreciative that she pointed out in the song that they did used to be friends rather than it just being this awful horrible person that she's just always hated. Like, cause that's kind of how it came off when she talked about it in um, Rolling Stone. She talked about how she never really knew if they were friends. They never really trusted each other or whatever. Um, but she makes a point in the song to talk about how they used to be friends and then mm-hmm. it kind of fell apart and then she did all or they did all this awful horrible things and I'm I actually like it a lot more than I thought I would. I like Me it too. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> when I first heard it I was like, oh she's like yelling and she's like I don't know, it's it's really different how it um just like how the song goes, but she has some really really cool lines in here. Yeah. That just are awesome. Did anyone like get it? a screenshot yet of Taylor Talk Live trending? I looked yet? and I didn't see it. Ah. Uh, okay, Adam, I'll look. I'll look right no, now. No, 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 no. You don't have to look. It's fine. We got to keep going with the episode. Steve, what are your thoughts on Bad Blood? It's almost a little more upbeat sounding in a way than I expected it to be. It just it kind of flows. It's interesting. It's it's not what I expected, but it's it's good. I really like it, personally. I love jamming to it in my car. Um, here's the thing. I have this killer stereo in my living room, this surround sound stereo that's got a subwoofer and everything. Okay. And my gosh, you should hear that drum beat <laughs> with a subwoofer. It seriously shakes the house, and it is phenomenal and awesome. And when you're sitting on the couch and the couch is vibrating because that <laughs> subwoofer is going, boom, boom, you're just like, oh, yes. Wow. <laughs> That's that's pretty much how it is. That's how it that's is. awkward. That's really awkward. But anyway, we got an email from Janine about Bad Blood, and she said Bad Blood has been kind of driving me crazy because it sounds like a Katy Perry song almost. The background vocals yeah, and the I have heard that. Too. Hey, 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 hey! Let me finish what Janine said, and then we'll get to it. The background vocals and the beat remind me of Dark Horse and other Katy Perry songs, but this wouldn't be the first time Taylor did something like this. See, dear John. I think it's a smart way to create a song, and it does bring across a strong message. I agree, and I definitely I saw a few tweets about how it sounded like um, ET at some points. Mm-hmm. I don't. I personally don't hear it, but I've I've seen that it does sound like it. 
Um, well, you know, it's widely speculated that this song is, in fact, about Katy Perry. That's who inspired the song. Again, Taylor herself has not confirmed it, although Katy Perry's made comments in response on Twitter, and it's kind of one of those, like, unconfirmed, confirmed things, I guess. Yeah, because yeah. if it wasn't her, why would she even make a comment about it? But because she said something about it, it's like, oh, well, thanks for letting us know that you guys had a thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, the point I'm getting at, though, is if it, if it does, in fact, have some sort of Katy Perry inspirations there in the sound of it, you know, Taylor wanted her music to express in sound the feeling of the song. And that could be a subtle jab, a subtle hint, just like when we were talking about Welcome to New York in that episode, how there's some sort of hip-hop undertones there, and hip-hop originated in New York, and it could just be sort of paying respects to hip-hop's origins by throwing in sort of a hip-hop beat there, Mm -hmm. and it's sort of, in this case, hinting at, like, here's where we're going with this song. See if you guys can pick it up. Very, very subtle hint there. Or maybe it's not so subtle a hit. I don't, I don't know. Or maybe she did it just to throw us off and it's not actually about Katy Perry at all. Maybe it's about Sammy. <laughs> that is actually completely possible. <laughs> you have the bad blood with Taylor Swift. Let's not yeah. I mean, like uh, the, the lyrics were originally written with um, Sammy in there instead of because baby we got bad blood. It was because Sammy now we got bad blood. <laughs> it fits. It does. It hey, does, Adam. So. I have, a, I have another shout-out here. Uh, Son of a Swift uh, took a screenshot of it trending in the United States, and I just retweeted it there on the Taylor Talk account. So Where is it? Where is, is it? Real is that is that a joke? I retweeted it. Is that real? Did you retweet it from Taylor Talk or from Steve Ditch? Uh, I believe Taylor Talk. I'm trying to switch between accounts. And Why does that say hashtag. United States trends? Because it was in the United States. Yeah. Wait, we were trending here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure that's true? I, I, that's there's a picture of it. Look at the tweet. I'm looking at the screenshot. Please tell me that's not Photoshop because I'm about to pass out and have a heart attack right Uh-oh. now. <laughs> oh no! Do you need to call somebody? <laughs> you might. <laughs> Holy More cow! Trends. Oh my God! It is. That's real. Whoa! 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 Screenshot! <laughs> I'm screenshotting this right now. Whoa! 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 whoa. I'm gonna cry. Whoa, oh whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Somebody. Ooh, someone hold on to me, please. Oh, I'm, about to fall, I'm about to fall over. That's the coolest thing I have ever seen. That's like the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life right there. I need another I need another screenshot. I need another screenshot here. <laughs> Just in case the first one didn't work. Just in case the first one didn't work. We're in the U.S. Jesus. You've got to be kidding me right now. I'm at no, number five. You guys, well, I'm sorry we're not really talking about anything right now. We'll be just fangirling. Well, actually, I'll, I'll answer uh, a couple of questions that I've been seeing go across there. A couple of people are asking about the Polaroids, which I do have a couple, and um, I think that's going to be a very key element to this tour is uh, people and their Polaroids. So um, these ones I've actually purchased from eBay. Um, it's kind of hit or miss, but um, the ones that I got, for the most part, did work. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you guys have any questions, you can always tweet me, and I can answer some of those questions. But uh, that was one of the things, and uh, I think everyone just made Adam's day with uh, getting Taylor Talk oh Live. To oh, I think trend, so too. So. Oh, I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> he, like you have no idea. I'm like trying to take every single screenshot I possibly can of this. I am blown away. I love you. Guys. Somebody, give, someone, give me a hug. Nobody's here right now. We're all in remote locations. Well, well C. Town Swift said. LOL, Adam is losing his chill. 
and it's hilarious. Adam, you <laughs> yes, never I'm had no. a show. We're, we're, off the, we're off the list now. I just oh, checked. You were on there. Oh, no. Oh, no. At least I, I, I caught a screenshot while it happened. Excellent. All right. We were so, on there. We were back on to there. the album. Back to the album. <laughs> okay. Where, where were we in the album? Bad blood. We were on the stream. Awesome. Uh, Wildest Dreams, Diane and Steve's favorite is next up. Diane and Steve. Why? Why? Why is it your favorite? Go. There, there's, it was just, this song is so beautiful and so sultry and mysterious, and I, I don't know what it is, but she can capture this feeling of what it's like to be, um, to be um, in, in love with someone that you think you might not see anymore. And that's such a tragic feeling and also something that's really pretty at the same time. I don't know. It's just, like, it's magical. It's magical, huh? It's magical. I, I can't think of things about it. I would it. have to agree with that. That's that's really kind of the, the same feeling I got. And I think if any song on this album utilizes Taylor's voice to the best, it would be this yeah. one. That that's really one of the big parts of it, and it kind of it kind of reminded me of kind of more of an old school song, anyhow. And actually, the song that it reminds me of is uh, Moody Blues. Uh, they had a song in the '80s, um, while it was in your wildest dreams, which mm-hmm. is kind of that same sort of concept. And it was it, actually the video is a cool one to see if you guys want to check that out. Um, it just kind of showed them just as they became a, a big band and. You know, the girlfriend he had at the time, eventually they grew apart. And, you know, just see them separate in the very end. Um, well, I won't spoil it for you, but, you know, they. Yeah. I'll cut it off. Steve's going to cut it off. Check that out. Okay. Um, well, we got, a, we got an email about this one from Pierce. He said, I'm a huge Lana Del Rey fan, and she's the first person I thought of when I first heard this song. The music and the quality in which Taylor sings in this song is very reminiscent of Lana. I would love to know the creative process of this song because of that. Does anyone else hear Lana Del Rey in there? Like, I'm not yeah, actually... Yeah, 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 because music. when she sings um, in her, like, I, I guess, like, like, um, like, um, you know, she, there's, like, this one part um, in the song where she sings very, very low, and to me that sounds like um, Lana Del Rey, like a very deep sound. I, forget, I, I feel like it's close to the bridge. I, I think this is... Where. For me, this was the one song that I, like, physically could not picture in my head. Like, I saw the name, I saw the the um, the lyrics that she was tweeting, and I could not for the life of me figure out what this song was going to sound like. So when I first listened to it, I was, like, very blown away by it because I was just not, I didn't know what to expect. One yeah. of the things that, well, you know, it's interesting that she compared it to Lana Del Rey because one of the things I truly love about this song is the sound of it. You know, and and haven't paid much attention to the storyline, although I'm sure that's fantastic as well. Now, Diane, when you first heard it, you actually pointed out it sounds like it's off the Great Gatsby soundtrack. Yeah. So it kind of has almost like a retro feel to it. And I know this album was supposed to be inspired by the 80s, but uh, that's almost like 20s. Yep. Well, I don't think it sounds like the 20s, but but it, to me, it... It's that theme of like, I don't know, of like that time um, in my head because I wasn't there. I wasn't alive in the twenties. Like that's how I picture it is like sounding like this song, very okay. romantic. And know. I think the Roaring Twenties kind of have that feeling for for a lot of people if they look back at it. it was kind of an golden age of sorts. Yeah. So 
it kind of fits that perspective. And we actually got a couple of tweets that uh, a girl girl with a mic also agrees that it sounds like Lana Del Rey, but it's a million times better. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. So what do, what do you guys say to one more quick giveaway? Do it. Absolutely. Right. We got another trivia question. Remember, guys, to possibly win a Taylor Talk t-shirt, just like the one sitting over my shoulder, again, Taylor Swift autograph not included, or frame not included either for that matter, just tweet the answer to this question using the hashtag TaylorTalkLive. And Steve's going to keep an eye on that for us. Whoever gets the answer right first wins the t-shirt. Ready? Which is the only song on this album, on 1989, written exclusively by Taylor herself? Go! Ooh. Steve, do you need me to text you the answer yes, to this one also? I, I like to have the answers. That, that way, <laughs> even if I do know the answers, I at least know that we are agreeing on the answer. Yeah, so you don't accidentally okay. pick some Well, I just texted you the answer, Steve. Okay. Well, you're keeping an eye on that. Well, Let's talk about the next song, and then we'll announce the winner in okay. just a moment. So next song off the album is How You Get the Girl. This is the one song on the album that the first time I heard it, I actually really didn't like it. What? What? Yeah, I'm not as into this one either. So I, 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 like, I, was, I liked it when I heard it in the Diet Coke commercial, and I was like really excited to hear the whole thing. And then I heard it, and I was like, this is probably the one song on the album that I'm like, I don't hate it. And by the second or third time that I listened to it, it started growing on me. It's just, it's not one of my favorites. I, I have us a winner here, Adam. You've got us a winner? Evelyn and the winner underscore is? Swift. Who? Evelyn underscore Swift. Evelyn underscore Swift. Yeah, hey, congratulations. Yay. And the answer is this love. Thank yeah. you, Steve. Remember, guys, if you want a T-shirt, we've got smalls and mediums left. That's all that's left. Please email taylortalk at taylorswift13.org and give me your shirt size and your address, and I'll get those sent off as soon as possible. Congrats to all the winners. we got a bonus question coming up later in the episode that's not for a T-shirt, but it's just a fun trivia question to know anyway. So back to the song, how you how, um, how you get the girl. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I think it's just lyrically not as strong as the rest of them. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I think it's an interesting concept, but I just, I wasn't feeling it the first time I heard it. Yeah, I don't, I mean, for me right now, I'm sorry to say, but this is the song that I skip when I listen to the album. Wait, what? What? Oh, I, don't, I don't skip I it. I don't. Wow. I mean, it's herself is personally offended by your comment. No, I love her. I, I mean, okay, there are so many other good songs on this album that I would rather listen to those. Um, I just don't really like the concept very much. I think the song sounds good, but I am not really um, into the concept right now. But that's fine if you like it. I don't want to like hurt anyone's feelings. Well, I'm I, I trying think, to say this as PC as I possible. Think, you know, I think it's great. You know, everybody always asks, "What's it like being a male uh, in, in this environment?" And and Taylor's given us some advice on on how to get the girl. Giving you a handbook on how to get a girl to like you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm interested. Like, like, Maybe that's it, Adam. I really think you hit on it because I really like this song a lot, and if you do too, maybe this is kind of like a guy Swifty song to like. Maybe. That's well, actually really interesting. <laughs> Part of the reason I liked it, though, Steve, is also because of the beat, though. So, you, you know, it's it does not have just, a good uh, beat, yeah. It, yeah, it is catchy. 
So that's that's part of the reason I like it. I think it's a great song, and I can't wait to do our in-depth analysis on uh, how how to get the girl later on. So Steve and I can fanboy over Taylor, and Diane right. and Sammy can just. Okay, we might have to make it an all guy episode again. I was just gonna say that, that we should fun. get a uh, you should get Augustin, and we'll just sit back and listen. Get Augustin and Eric back in the studio. Yeah. Augustin yeah. of the SwiftAgency.com and Eric of a bunch of different podcasts and things <laughs> of that sort. I don't even know where to say he's from. We'll say he's from MuggleCast, the Harry Potter podcast, because that's his claim to fame. So uh, we'll try and get them back in the studio for that analysis. I think it'll be a lot of fun to have uh, the four guys, I think I have to go. I'm sorry. My computer says it's, it's going to go out soon. Oh. Do you see what happens when Diane um, answers Charger? <laughs> Diane feels really bad. Uh, Diane, we're gonna miss you for the rest of this episode. Uh, I'll miss hopefully, you, guys you can, too. hopefully you can find another computer. Do you know what you can do? Actually, can I go downstairs in my parents in my yes, parents' office? Go get on your dad's iMac and join us again. Okay. Please BRB. come back. We miss you. <laughs> All right, we'll miss you for a few minutes, but come on back whenever you're ready. Okay. Bye. 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 All right. So we're still here with me, Steve, and Di er, and Sammy. <laughs> I confused the two of you. You're just so much alike. So alike. So alike. Uh, anyway, so we were talking about how you get the girl. Now, we got the next song on the track, the one we just revealed was the only one on the album exclusively written by Taylor, and that is This Love. What do you guys think of that? I couldn't shake um, the Maroon 5 song, This Love, when I heard that this was a track. Like, Anytime I like tried to picture what the song was about, I would start singing the Maroon 5 song. So that kind of skewed what I thought the song was going to be like. Um, I also think it's interesting that it's the only song on the album that's produced by Nathan Chapman, who's produced all most of her old songs. Um, so it's kind of like it's an old Taylor song because of like her writing it and him producing it, but it's also a very different sound than anything she's done before. Okay. That, well, yeah, actually, you're right. It is It is quite a different sound. And, you know, I really like the sound personally, and that's actually what sort of does it for me uh, with this song because it's a really pretty song, and you guys know, it's pretty well known, in fact, that I'm not usually a huge fan of slow songs. I, I like the upbeat ones much, 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 much better. But yep. this song is just, it's a really pretty song. Yep. Steve, are you busy on the Twitter over there? I'm trying. I'm trying my best. I do. I do agree <laughs> with you, though. It, it is a very pretty song, and you know, I, I'm glad there is ups and downs through this album, just to give a different feel. And the, and the song definitely is different than a lot of the earlier tracks in the album, and and I do enjoy it too. So. Yeah. So there's. I don't know if there's a whole lot to say about this one right now, but the when we get to the in-depth analysis, we're gonna have a ton to say, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. So. Next one on the track, I Know Places. How would you guys compare that to what you originally thought? I'm going to say this, and you're going to kill me, but I'm going to say it anyway. This sounds like a song by Lord. It sounds just... <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love it. Um, I thought it was going to be more of a ballad kind of thing than it is. Um, and then when she tweeted the lyrics about the foxes, I was like, what is this? This is going to be amazing. And then the first time I listened to it, I really thought that it was Lord. I was really confused. Wait, what? I It sounds just like her. Like, it's no, like no, no. Yes, it does. No. It sounds like a song that would be on a Lord CD. It's so good. 
If that's the case, I can't listen to it anymore, Sammy. <laughs> Steve, what about you? What do you, what did you think? It's nice to hear lyrics about foxes that isn't what the fox says. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! What is it? Cool uh, no, I, th- th- those lyrics. It's kind of probably one of the more fun lyrically songs I would have to say on on the album. It really kind of. Can I you embellish on that? Uh, just I, I almost felt like I was a fox and trying to sneak around and and such. That's what was kind of neat. What what is this about? Like I'm trying to get the whole picture. It almost feels like the paparazzi following her in a way. That's kind yeah. of what I felt from it. Uh, I think that this is one of the songs that you have to listen to the voice memos first. Like for me, it really enhanced it listening to the voice memo um, before I listened to the actual song. Can you add to that, Sammy? Like a little bit more? Um, like, well, going into it, kind of understanding where she was coming from and. Like, seeing where the song started and listening to her talk about it, how she wasn't picturing it on the piano, she was picturing it as more beat, which definitely affects the song. Because, like, if you listen to how she plays it on the piano, it's a very different sounding song than how it, it, how it came to exist on the album. Um, and it's just, it's very, like, I, I don't know, Blank Space didn't really do that for me, and... Um, I can't think of what the other uh, thingy. Oh, the um, the uh, the uh, the other Jack Gans. I wish you would. Um, those both sound very similar to what they originally were. But I feel like I know places is kind of like you can tell that it went from one point, one place to another place. Especially her playing it on the piano and saying, "I don't want it on the piano. I want it with this kind of." Sounds and I, I just I thought it really enhanced the song. I'm absolutely in love with the song. I need to go back and listen to that again. I'm sorry, I had a little hiccup there. <laughs> but at Son of a Swift on Twitter just became my new best friend. Really? Uh, not only for having a great Twitter name, Son of a Son of a Swift, <laughs> uh, but also because the tweet that just came through from Son of a Swift says, I didn't really have the Lord impression on I Know Places. Uh... Nope, not there. It is there, I promise. <laughs> I'm not a big Lord fan, for those who couldn't tell. I'm sure there are some brand new people tuning in right now that are like, what is he going on about right now? <laughs> now, that's not to say I don't want to give the wrong impression, not to say she's not a very nice young lady. I'm sure if she's friends with Taylor, she's a perfectly nice young lady, but I personally don't like her music, and that's just me. That's my opinion, and I'm allowed to have it. You are totally allowed to have it, and I'm allowed to have it that it sounds like a Lord song. <laughs> no. <laughs> Adam! Do you know what the great thing is about these live streams, Sammy, is because I'm the one hosting it, I can kick you out of this chat. <laughs> I don't think people would be very happy about that. Eh, it's all right. I'll I'll keep you here. We already lost Diane to a dead laptop battery. We'll keep you around. So, (laughs) Uh, what did we just do? I know places. So, last song on the regular album before we jump into the bonus tracks is Clean, which I think is one of the most brilliant songs and one of the most phenomenal ways she could have ended the album. Yes. Now... Yeah. I, I was just gonna I was just gonna read some feedback we got before we jumped in with our okay. yes, don't mind. So at Shanine Shaninson? I don't know how you say that exactly. Shanin san Um says been listening to Clean a lot, and to me it seems like Clean is Begin Again 2.0. What do you think? Uh, 
no, I don't. I don't get Begin Again. Um, I wanted it to be the updated version of Tied Together with a Smile, but it's kind of more about becoming clean from a toxic relationship than becoming clean from toxic things. Um, I don't know. It's kind of. It well, wasn't to, what I was expecting at all, but it's a very interesting song, and lyrically, it's it's phenomenal. Yes. Well, Sammy, to be to be honest, uh, you know, I I can see where the idea came from comparing it to Begin Again, but I almost feel like this. Assuming it was all part of the same storyline, this song and Begin Again, this would have actually come between Begin Again. It's like shedding yourself of all that negativity before you. Yeah. Can be- yeah, I get that. I could get that. Steve, what have you got? Uh, well, it's kind of a funny little bit, though. Uh, if the first track was Welcome to New York and the last Diane's track... back. And the last track <laughs> is clean, is that what happens after you leave New York? You have to take that shower. <laughs> yeah, if you if you don't take that shower, Steve, you end up with a cold like me and Sammy. Now, well, I do see where it kind of has that begin-again feel to it. The part that was disappointing for me, though, is being the last track on the album. She's always seemed to have that one song that's made you play the album again. And this oh, one didn't good. have that yeah. in a way it kind of did because it's being finished with something. But there's not as much of, hey, I'm going to start anew. That's the only part that, you know, to, to really get you to go, hey, I need to play this album again, to play it again, to begin again. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it, it nailed that like previous albums did. Well, I, I would agree it with that. have been something that she was trying to go for, just as an end of like, okay, now I have gone through this whole thing, and I feel like I am more myself than I have, um, than, you know, I have, um, that I have um, ever been before, and now she's clean. I, I think she just meant it for like a clean cut ending. Not as like, oh, go back and play it again as before. Diane, I have a very important question for you. Like, a very important question. Am I in trouble? <laughs> I never said that. I said I have a very important question oh, for okay. you. <laughs> if you had access to a an iMac this entire time, why did you even try and broadcast from a laptop with no charger? <laughs> and you also didn't remind me, so there you go. <laughs> It's my job to pack you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's let's. I'm here now. We're all good. Let's just keep going. So, clean. I think is one of the coolest songs on the album. And if I remember correctly, it was on which one of these? Gosh, she's been on so many different talk shows this week. Jimmy Kimmel. Was Jimmy it Jimmy? Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. There yeah, was a Jimmy fan Kimmel. question. There was a fan question that asked if you could. Or if you were in a giver-type situation where all our memories were erased, but you could keep one song off this album with you, which would it be? And Taylor explained that it was clean. Yep. Yeah. And, like, that's awesome because I think that's such... I mean, it's almost like an overall theme of this album to, you know, that whole rebirth theme we were talking about in a prior episode where it's like shed yourself of all the negativity and just start new. Start new and fresh. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's part of the reason um, Taylor would take that with her. I, I think that's part of the reason it's at the end of the album is because it's if this album is an overarching story, as we said it was with the whole concept album theory there with it telling a whole story, this is the way it ends because 
it's the story of a relationship, and finally, at the end, she's clean. It's over. Negativity gone. She can move on from it. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't anyone ever respond to me? You guys should yes, have right. you I'm for the right answer, and, and all we can do is shake our heads and nod. <laughs> just like, do you just glare at me with awe because what I say is so incredibly brilliant? No. A little bit. I'll take that as a no. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so, going into the bonus tracks, my favorite song on the album, finally we get to it, Wonderland! Adam and I got into a fight about this the other day because I think this is my least favorite bonus track. Sammy! <laughs> Sammy, you have personally offended Taylor Swift. You should bow your head in shame. Oh, no, Sammy, I, you're right. But I'm really I, sorry. It's my least, I still like favorite. it. But it's oh, not yeah. for me. It's not as good as the other two. I Why? exactly. Why? Because that's what they. I think. just don't like it as much as the other two. It's 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 not a, like it's not like a you know it does it doesn't make sense. It's just how I feel. It's not rational. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Did it give you that feeling of? I understand why this is a bonus track and not one that's on the yes. regular album. Yes, but yes. that's because I don't think it fits. It fits um, into the the um, the um, the the story that that she was trying to tell with yeah. the album. Like there's like, like there was, there wouldn't have been a spot for her to put it in. No, well, and I think the, and I think that but I think that the other two bonus tracks do fit with it. Really, I don't know. Well, you are in love definitely does. I think that I don't think it are... does because she's telling no, a different love. love story. Yes, it's thank you. You're in love doesn't fit in, and it's a bonus it's not because about it's her about life. Jack Antonoff and Lena Dunham or the other. Yeah, one but if we're doing, if we're, if we're still going back to the concept album, then some of these songs might well, like we already talked about that. Some of these songs might actually not be about her life either. Yeah, but it still fits into the story she was trying to tell, and I don't think. You're in love fits because that's a happy song about like a perfect love and what she had wasn't. So it wouldn't fit into the story she was trying to tell. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. I guess I was just thinking more musically at work. Same with the new romantics. Like that song is probably the most out there, but yeah. musically it, it fits with everything else. Can I call a timeout really quick and rewind the clock for a minute? Yeah. Usually I don't like to rewind the clock because then it throws off the whole flow of the episode and the whole order and function and everything. But somebody tweeted us and said something that I really like about Clean. Okay. Um, okay. At, at Taylor is my cure. Said personally, I think Clean is brilliant because it's relatable uh, in so many different situations and then in all caps, obsessed. I agree with that 100%. I agree with that also. And it's very interesting they pointed out because I wanted to save this for our more in-depth analysis. However, someone actually emailed us or tweeted us or somehow shared with us a blog that they wrote about uh, Clean. I believe this this was about Clean, if I remember correctly, and how it related to a situation in, in, in her life, and it had nothing to do with a love story. And um, you know, I'll save that for the full song analysis, but I just thought that was very interesting to point out and it's an interesting characteristic in Taylor's writing that we can relate it to so many different situations. So clean really can be shedding yourself of anything negative. In Taylor's case, it's getting rid of a toxic relationship. In someone else's case, in my case, it could be getting rid of this pesky cold. Um, in the city of New York's case, it could be getting rid of those filthy, disgusting subways that Steve loves so much. <laughs> 
Now, just to explain that whole thing, we were all, as we said in the last episode, we were all in New York City for the album release, which was a whole lot of fun. We got to all be in the same place, same time. And Steve is all like, yay, subways! We can get anywhere in the city using the subway! And I'm like, these are gross. Like, why does anyone ride this thing? They are gross, but they're cheap and they're fast and they're important. We just didn't know how to use them. I'm like, somebody get me a car. We're subway challenged. <laughs> Can you imagine that. driving a car around New York City? That would have been a horrible idea. You'd still be trying to get to wherever you're going there, Adam. <laughs> you wouldn't even have been able to leave. All right, that's not the point. Either way, I have an extreme dislike of subways, and, and that's my personal feeling, is that they're dirty and gross and inefficient, and I don't like them very much. I don't think they're inefficient. I don't think you can say that. Well, Diane, here in Vegas, when I need to go somewhere, I get in my car, which is in my garage right now, I drive it where I'm going, park in the front, and walk right in. There, there is no... That's because the PT in Las Vegas is not safe. The PT in New York is fine. What does PT mean? Public transportation. Public transportation. I learned that okay. from your cousin. How about that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, back to the episode. Back on task, you guys. So, Wonderland, you guys, why, I don't get why you don't like it. You know, no, maybe I because, like it. I'm just saying it's not as good as the other ones. I agree. Well, maybe, maybe it's because I have a personal soft spot uh, <laughs> for the Alice in Wonderland story, and she alludes to that song several times throughout, you know, talking about the rabbit hole and things like that. Uh, and, and I just, I, I don't know, I really like it. it I, I want to know who it's about. Me too. It's about me. Why? Well, I, I mean... Um, well, because she says green eyes, hello. <laughs> You're the only person that has green eyes. You're right. I'm well, the only person that has green eyes. Wonderland <laughs> is about me. <laughs> One day I'm going to have a Taylor Swift song about me. You watch. <laughs> it could be long after she's famous, but it's going to happen one day. I hope. Okay. And I hope it's not. Um, I'm glad he's in jail now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that restraining order. Yeah, that'd be a great name for a song. No, no. <laughs> That's not what it's going to be. So, uh, Carrying On, You Are In Love is one of the most intriguing songs on the album for me because it is, um, you know, Taylor's outspoken about the fact that it is about Lena Dunham and Jack Antonoff's uh, relationship, and it came from Jack Antonoff sending her an audio track and her just adding lyrics to it. And mm-hmm. yep. It just inspired her, and... Are they actually planning on using that song as their wedding song? I'm not really... I wasn't clear on that. They are, but Lena said that she refuses to get married until her sister is legally allowed to get married. What... Do you know what state her sister's from? Uh, I think they're all from New York, so I would imagine she can legally get married now, but I think she more wants it to be able to get married absolutely everywhere, Mm -hmm. yeah. Ooh, here's a good question uh, from at I'm a proud Swifty. Hi, Susie. Hey, Susie. Susie is one of my very first Swifty friends. I knew her before even Taylor Talk started, so I'm really happy that you're tuned in right now, and hello, glad you're watching. Uh, But she asked, do you think she'll release any of the bonus tracks as singles? Ooh, that would be fun. She did that for ours. I hope so. I hope so, too. If she did, which one would it be? I think it would be New Romantics. Oh, yeah, I, I hope she releases here. But I think that You Are In Love is just such an interesting concept of a song for her because she always writes from a, a, a standpoint of a relationship that she's been in, and she doesn't write often about one that she's observed, and I just think it's a really interesting take for her to write a song 
about a relationship that she's not in. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, definitely. It does, but I mean, she has in the past with like Mary Song, which with the, the two, the couple that grew up together got married and grew old together. Right. So. And I feel like this is like a grown-up version of that, and I just think it's really interesting. You mean grown-up in terms of writing style, not in terms of the story? Because Mary Song, right. they get old and and like, <laughs> do they die together in that song? I, I no, they don't. Know. They don't but die in the song. They just, grow, they just grow old together. Good. Yeah, Good. yeah, yeah. Keep, keeping it happy here. Uh, <laughs> You know, I really like the music that goes along with it. So shout out to Jack Antonoff on that. I, I don't know. You know, obviously I don't know their exact writing process. I just know that he is the one that started that musical part of it and sent it to Taylor, and she started the lyrics. Yeah. And I imagine at some point they both inspired the other aspect, but I can't say that for sure. But I really like the sound of You Are In Love, and I really love the part uh, in it at towards, what is it towards the end where she says something like, you're my best friend or something like yeah. that. In the, yeah, because I think that I think that sums up the essence of the song and being in love, and that it, leave it to Taylor to make some such a simple statement so powerful and so impactful. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Sometimes that's the easiest way to do it is keep it simple and just hammer it out. Short and to the point, just like a pow punch, yeah. boom. So last song, New Romantics. This song what is so cool. It's like it the is. twenty. It's like the twenty-two of the album, but it's like infinitely better than twenty-two. Well, well in what sense? Like there's something about this song so complex. It's a very complex song. Mm-hmm. It's very complex sounding, but like music, but lyrically, it's about you know a group of girls that they all that everybody judges. And that they just want to go out and have a good time and not have to worry about, you know, impressing guys or being in a relationship or impressing anybody else. They just want to go out and have a good time. Mm-hmm. I think this is a song that I don't quite um, un- that I don't quite um, understand yet because I think it will take time because of how um, complex it is. But I really mm-hmm. really like it because I because yeah. I think there's so much to it. I think this is my favorite bonus track. Mm-hmm, me too. It's a really good one, and it's really catchy, and I really like the chorus, and that whole Heartbreak is the National Anthem line. Yes. Like, I good. think because of that line, I wouldn't be surprised if this became a new Taylor anthem. Yeah. Because like you said, Sammy, it's sort of about like a, a group of girls in it. New Romantics is about, like I think, a new way of handling romance and yeah. that, that seems to be what Taylor's been going for. And I mean Taylor Taylor's talked about how and I think we talked about this two weeks ago, I can't remember. Um about how she kind of feels that now that she's not looking for love that she can um have these friendships because she doesn't feel like she's competing with them. And this this song is kind of about that, about um having these friendships because you know, they're not competing with each other. They just want to be friends with each other. Mm-hmm. Right, you are, Sammy. That's good. So, do you have any thoughts on, on this song? Apparently not. <laughs> That's how Steve tells me no. He just well, said... Actually, I'm sorry. It kind of, like, cut out there for a second. I didn't hear that you said my name. But, no, I, th- I think you guys covered that song pretty solid. I, I like it. It's, it's a good, solid uh, bonus track. Yeah, no, we've been going nearly an hour and a half, um, which is awesome. And I think it's time for that bonus question. This one is not for a T-shirt. We already gave out, what, four T-shirts? Yeah. Um, bonus question. 
You guys should be able to answer this. Steve, can you monitor the hashtag for me? I'm watching it right now. I've been watching it. Alrighty, the bonus question is, who were the two executive producers of 1989? Mm. Steve, do you know this or do I need to text you again? It would be good to text just to be on the same side. <laughs> <laughs> every single time, Steve, every time. So I am still, I'll make a quick announcement really fast while Steve's monitoring that. The t-shirts, like I said, four people want them. Please, please, please be sure to email me with your size, either small or medium, and your mailing address so I can get those out to you. For those who didn't get a chance to win, Steve actually informed me a few of you asked about this, at NatalieJW13 and also Retro Snow White asked if the t-shirts were still for sale. And that's where I have a very special announcement for you guys right now. Ooh. Because it's our third anniversary, these t-shirts normally sell for $13 in the Taylor Talk store. For the next 24 hours, they're they are going to be selling for nine eighty nine. Do you guys get where that's coming from? Uh, I do. Yes. It's because nineteen eighty nine would be too much. That would be more than one hundred thirteen dollars. That's what you should have done. So, you raise the price for it. I can't sell them for a dollar ninety eight. I no, I can't sell it for a dollar. Well, a dollar eighty nine, Sammy. No, because it would be nineteen eighty. Yeah. Okay. Well, either way, the T-shirts for the next 24 hours are marked down to nine dollars and 89 cents. There is shipping. I'm sorry, I can't eat the cost of shipping for you guys at those prices. As it is, I'm only breaking even anyway, which I don't care because I just want you guys to wear the shirts. I don't want to make money off of you. That's hey, Adam, wait. We got the answer to the bonus you question. Winner? Who yep. won? The Fangirl 22, and the answer Woo. was Max Martin and Taylor Swift. Woo-woo, yeah! That yeah. Is, congrats on answering that. I'm sorry, that question didn't come with a free T-shirt. But for those interested in buying the T-shirt, the link is taylortalk.org slash store. You can go there, like I said, next 24 hours. They are selling for $9.89, uh, plus the shipping there and you will have your very own shirt. And I would say to hurry up and go quick, because if my memory serves me correct, there are eight mediums left and 14 smalls. Wow, so, that's not very many, actually. No, it's not very many, particularly because we apparently have enough people watching right now to get Taylor Talk Live trending on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still freaking out over that a little bit. So for those who are new listeners, remember, guys, if you go to taylortalk.org slash iTunes, you can subscribe and you'll get all the episodes downloaded straight to your iPod or iPhone or iPod Touch or whatever you want for free every single week. As soon as they come out, just hit that magic subscribe button. We would love for you to do that, and we'll catch up with you next week. Like I said, in these coming weeks, we're going to be doing in-depth analyses on each of these songs. It's Yay. something we've become pretty well known for here on Taylor Talk. We've done a lot of these for almost all of Taylor's entire song library, so we're glad she finally came out with a new album, or we would have run out of material to talk about. <laughs> that could have been bad. So... Celebrating our third anniversary with us, guys, like, thank you so much for those who tuned in. Thank you for using that hashtag and interacting with the show. Thank you for those who emailed ahead of time. Thank you, thank you, thank you for absolutely everything that you guys did for us, everything you've done for us over the three years. Um, you know, it's definitely a mutual relationship. We love putting out this podcast for you guys, and we love that you guys keep it going by listening and submitting to our segments and interacting with us, engaging us, and we've made such good friends with so many of you, and love you all, love you, love you, love you. It's it's just mind-blowing where we're at after three years. I mean, we've been here, <laughs> like, just the quick stats. Seriously, our first episode came out November 1st, 2011. We've been here three years, more than 2 million downloads in 
219 countries and territories around the world. That's wow. crazy. That's like, a lot of downloads. Holy moly! <laughs> a lot. A lot <laughs> of people. Like how I process this. <laughs> a lot. Of, a lot of people listening in. A lot of people joining us every single week, and we love you, love you, love you. Thank you so much. I, I don't even know what else to say. I, I can't express enough gratitude, seriously. Does anyone else have anything to say? Because I'm rambling at this point. <laughs> yes, Adam, you're right. <laughs> no, you're supposed to thank them. No, I thank do. you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you very much. Kind of, Keep listening. Kind of ridiculous. Keep sending in submissions. Let us Diane's know what's right now. Yes, We're not so, stopping. What? I said we're not stopping anytime soon, so keep sending in submissions. Exactly. So if you don't know what we're talking about, because we've been totally off schedule the last couple weeks, uh, we have segments on the show that you guys get to submit to and read them out loud. We have You Know Your Swifty When slash If Swifties Ruled the World, where you guys basically finish the sentence. If Swifties Ruled the World, dot, 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 finish the sentence. Or You Know Your Swifty When, dot, 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 finish the sentence. Um, we have a segment. We read that out loud on the show. One of the best segments is uh, what are Swifties listening to, where you guys share with us music you're listening to that is not Taylor Swift. You guys can send that in. You'll get the idea, but we broadcast every single Monday. A new episode comes out on iTunes every Monday on the Monday, unless there's a special event like Taylor releasing new music. And I don't, I don't know what else to say. I, I just I love you guys so much right now. Yep. Yeah. Do we do, are we supposed to do this? Does Taylor still do this thing? Yeah, she does. did it with somebody. Does she throw up hand hearts? I guess so. Steve's like, I can't do it. I'm just gonna Someone take circle a with my hands. Someone take a screenshot of all of us doing it's not this. A circle. Taking those screenshots, cool. So, man, I don't know how to end this. I guess just visit TaylorTalk.org. Check us out in more in depth. If you're new, if you're old, thank you for returning and thank you for joining. Um, there are so many of you that stayed up late tonight. I know there's people where it's people 3 a.m. in your country. And, yeah, or people in Australia woke up really early on Sunday. I know it's a weekend. You probably wanted to sleep in today, but you didn't get to. <laughs> Spent it with us instead. You can go back to bed now. Yeah, but in all fairness, for all those Australians out there, right? look right over this shoulder and see what I got for you. Oh. They noticed oh. it. I got tweets about it. You're they noticed it. Did you? I, I am sporting an Australian flag right here in uh in my office space. Very patriotic of you. Listening. I, I just I wanted to show them a little bit of thanks for spending their Sunday morning with us. All right, guys. So I suppose it's time to wrap it up. Again, we're going to be doing more in-depth analysis in coming weeks. Go to taylortalk.org/itunes. Subscribe so you can catch those episodes. But for now, for the live episode, episode 158 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. This has been Adam, Diane, Sammy, and Steve. Saying, have a great week, guys. We'll see you all next time. Bye bye. Bye. Take care. This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.